Hey, this is Alex. Uh, before we start the show, I just wanted to let you know that this is part two in a four-part series. So if you haven't heard part one, you might want to go back and listen to that episode first. Okay, I'm with the show. On Tuesday morning, August 30th, Medea Gabriel looked out the window on the sixth floor of Memorial Medical Center in New Orleans. She was a nurse in the neonatal intensive care unit, the NICU. The hospital was surrounded by water for as far as she could see. So many thoughts were going through her head. How are we going to get out of here? How long are we going to be here? What's going to happen? Is this the end of New Orleans? But Medea had another big concern. The babies in the NICU had to be evacuated by helicopter to a hospital in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And she had to make sure that the babies that she cared for, her babies, were ready for the trip. This is Resilience, Medea Gabriel's story, brought to you by Good360, a nonprofit organization that distributes donated goods to qualified charities. August 21st marks the launch of its new Disaster Recovery 360 technology platform. I'm your host, Alex Kappelman. Medea had to break the hard news to the baby's parents. The babies would be evacuated by helicopter to a hospital in Baton Rouge. When I asked her how she told them, she put her hand on top of mine and looked me directly in the eyes as if I were one of those parents. They're going to be evacuating the babies. And you can't travel with them. You're going to catch up with them. We're going to get you to them. It's going to be okay. We're going to make sure your baby's okay. Babies in the NICU are extremely fragile. They're there because they're sick or premature. Packing up these babies as helicopter cargo terrified Medea. She didn't have a lot of time, but she did everything that she could think of to prepare them for the trip. She filled their bassinets with supplies like diapers, formula, an ambu bag in case the baby stops breathing. Medea thought the flight would be cold, so she put nursery hats on them. And she gave them these snuggle cloths that their mothers had rubbed on their skin so the babies would have their mothers sent with them. The nurses got word that the helicopters were on their way. They placed the babies in the bassinets with all of the supplies. Then they wheeled the bassinets on silver carts to a section in the hospital that Medea had never been before. It was stale. It was moist. Not a place for a baby. But that was our place to get them through the window to the other side. That window was a hole in one of the walls of that room, a few feet wide, tops. To Medea, it looked like someone had just smashed it in. On the other side was a truck. We had to lift them out of their little silver cart and pass them through the brick wall. And we were all crying because we seen it. This is our babies. You know, it's not our babies, but, you know, we've helped care for them. And now we're putting them on the back of a truck bed to go up to the helicopter. And that was the hardest thing. It was, it was so hard. All I can remember is just seeing those babies on the back of that truck wondering, is it going to be too cold? to go up the ramp. They're open to the air. You know, we, we, we control the environment. We control everything that goes on with these babies. And now they're in the back of a truck bed. Is he going to ride too fast? Is there going to be a bump? 
Is there going to be a pothole? Everything that you know as a nurse went out the window when you put that baby in the back of a truck bed. The nurses finished loading the bassinets into the back of the truck. Medea watched it drive away, up to the heliport. The babies that she had cared for so deeply were gone. I feel like if I were you, I would feel totally powerless in that situation. Helpless. I can't do anything else. I've done everything I could do. And I don't know what it's going to be on the other end. By the end of Tuesday night, all the NICU babies had been evacuated. But Medea and her family were still at the hospital. Her mother was still a patient. The doctors still weren't sure if she had had a heart attack. And the hospital was still surrounded by water. On Wednesday, two days after the storm hit, things got worse. The hospital's backup generators stopped working. Taps stopped running. Toilets stopped flushing. No air conditioning. No fans. Temperatures in the mid-90s. Most of the hospital windows didn't open. Everything combined to smell terrible. Medea didn't witness this, but later, there were allegations that a doctor and two nurses administered lethal doses of morphine and other drugs to patients whom they believed would not survive an evacuation. Things in the hospital were rough, and there were a lot of people wondering how they were going to make it out. We're hot. We're sticky. Um, You don't know where anyone is. You don't know how long you're going to be there. This is Monique Diles. She was also a nurse at Memorial. And she's one of Medea's best friends. Uh, we would hear through the grapevine during the night if someone happened to get a radio transmission that they were coming to get us. No, they weren't. They're going to come get patients tomorrow. No, they're going to come get patients the next day. Rumors spread about just how many people were dead, that New Orleans had been wiped out completely. It was getting scary. This is Medea again. Because you didn't know how much rations they had in the hospital, how would they keep it up? But they were starting to evacuate. So I perked up. I'm like, okay, we're going to get mama out of here. Medea heard that they were looking for single nurses to accompany patients. Monique didn't have any family with her. So Medea jumped on the opportunity. So I'm like, Monique, go get your stuff. You can get on a boat with mama and make sure she gets to wherever it is she's going to get. Monique was conflicted. She wanted out, but she was worried about leaving Medea and Medea's brother and husband behind. But she decided to get Medea's mom to safety. She packed, knowing that she wouldn't be able to come back to the hospital for her things. So I put on every pair of underwear I had, every bra, every anything I could put on my body that I bought with me, I put that on. Medea was also busy getting her mother ready for the trip. She would be evacuated in a big fan boat. Medea wasn't taking any chances. She organized all of her mother's meds, prepared insulin shots. She even waterproofed her mother's medical records and medication instructions and stapled them inside her mom's underwear so they wouldn't blow away. She also put another copy of her mom's records and a list of contacts in a diaper bag and strapped that around her mom. Medea's college roommate Tammy lived in New Iberia, Louisiana, less than 150 miles away from New Orleans. She told Monique to call Tammy because if Tammy could, She'd get Medea's mom. Medea had no idea where the boat was going. All I could do was prepare. And that, that was my saving grace, doing what I could do. That, that's what I had control over, preparing up until that point. And then, but once they crossed over that threshold, it was out of my hands. I could just sit and pray. Medea loaded her mom into a boat. 
and watched as they took her away. Medea had never gone more than a day without speaking to her mother. Now, she didn't know if she would ever see her again. My babies were now gone, and my mama was gone. And I can remember me, my brother, and my husband going up where our car was and just sitting up there looking outside of the garage. The parking garage was attached to the hospital, a few floors up. And, and we were just looking down, wondering what we're going to do. And my husband's like, well, we got to get out of here. I say, I know. So at that point, we made the decision. We, we were going to go ahead and just get our things and get in line to get on the boat to go. Medea, her husband, and her brother didn't know where they were going or what was out there beyond the hospital. They were about to enter the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. They didn't know it yet but they had a hard trip ahead of them. Resilience, Medea Gabriel's story, is produced by me, Alex Kappelman, with help from Erica Kramer and Rachel Hammerman. Audrey Quinn is our editor. The mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder provider of theme music, with additional music supplied by BWN. This episode was mixed by Ann Pope. Good360 is a nonprofit organization that distributes donated goods to qualified charities. August 21st marks the launch of the new Disaster Recovery 360 technology platform, Disaster Recovery 360 will revolutionize the way that goods are distributed following disasters. It'll ensure that critically needed goods are distributed to the right place, at the right time, in the immediate aftermath of a disaster, and also in the months that it takes for a community to rebuild and recover. Find out more at good360.org slash podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode.